guys, welcome to Chantilly Lace Wedding Company. Today we are going to talk about the things you need to consider before you pick a wedding date. Okay, so a lot of people they get engaged and the first thing they want to do is set a date. Some people don't. Some people don't know how to set a date. And so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to try to give you some knowledge and some information that will help you be more confident when you are picking a date. I'm going to give you some details, some facts about different times of the year to get married. And hopefully, by the end of this, you'll be able to pick your very own wedding date and feel confident in that, okay? So, the first thing that you need to know, and this is basically like um, things to consider. Like, I know that's what I said, but here's some things that you need to know, and this is something, I live in Southern Louisiana, okay? And so, when I, I will try to be general, but <coughs> a lot of what I know is to this area. But do watch because some things are required for everywhere. Require? Some things apply <laughs> for everywhere. Can you tell I don't script this? Y'all, I just don't. I don't got time to make no script and I ain't got time to do no editing. So let's just dive right in, okay? June, July, August, September, and October. Um, and with last year, November are hurricane season months in the south and will require you to obtain wedding insurance when you book a wedding with a wedding planner or a venue or of some kind usually they want you to book wedding insurance now after covid a lot of people are getting wedding insurance because that protects you in case you need to reschedule or cancel your wedding due to what could be a hurricane in those months or a covid related incident that we're facing now in 2020 and 2021 right the next thing is um holidays take a look at a calendar to see if the date you are looking at and considering falls on a holiday if it does it could affect whether or not your guests can make it for example you may want to get married on a sunday in may but there's a sunday in may that just so happens to be mother's day Okay, so it's not a good idea to get married on Mother's Day since most people want to spend it with their mother, not necessarily your mother, <laughs> or if you're a mother, you know? Um, and although you may be like, I would love to get married, you may be a mom, and you may be like, I would love to get married on Mother's Day, that's fine, just don't expect other people to want to spend their Mother's Day with you because they don't want to spend it with their own mothers, right? Another thing to be aware of is any religious holidays that may be observed by churches or other family, other faiths that affect you, okay? Some churches will not hold weddings around Christmas out of respect for Jesus' birth or on Easter out of respect for Jesus' resurrection. Then you've got some holidays that, um, like, for example, down here we have Mardi Gras, okay? So... That's a holiday down here that affects everything. So let's say that you're getting married the Saturday before Mardi Gras. What that means, the Saturday night, what that means is that your guests are going to be trapped in whatever city you're in because there's parades going on and all the streets will be blocked off and your people will not be able to get to you because of the parade routes. In Southern Louisiana, during the two weeks that are Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras trumps all. 
parades trump all. Now when COVID came, it shut it down. But once you're in a regular Mardi Gras season and you have regular parade routes, you might want to think about that. Now wherever you are in your state or in your local place or country or whatever, you may realize, wow, I just thought of a certain holiday that we don't want to do out of respect for whatever the holiday may be. <coughs> um, keep in mind the season, the weather, and the location of your wedding site. You may want an outside evening wedding in July, which to you may be like, oh, it'd be so great. Outside evening wedding in July. How many of y'all from the South are thinking, oh, hell no. Why? You tell me why. Southern weddings in July at night. Do you know why? Yes. Here in the South, that would leave your guests sweating in the heat and eaten alive by mosquitoes. That's what we have down here. Think about where you live and the month and the time you're thinking about getting married and think about how it would leave your guests feeling. Will they be left outside in the freezing cold? Will they be left in the rain because you wanted an outdoor beautiful sunset wedding during the rainy season? That's all kinds of things you got to think about when you're trying to pick a date. Um, an outdoor wedding in the South, if you want, let's say you're from the South and you want an outdoor wedding in the South, it's better to do it in the fall or the spring because that's not our rainy season. Our summer is our rainy season and our winter is our rainy seasons, right? And then of course we have our hurricane season. So we've got a lot of rain going on. And so you can definitely have an outdoor wedding in the South. You just have to know when's the best time to have it based on the weather and location and time you would like to get married, okay? Um, big tip coming up, ready? Run your desired wedding date by your family and friends before you book anything so you can be aware of any special occasions or events taking place, okay? Story, you want a story? This is about me. This is about little old Casey who was not raised with hunting in her life. Okay, I was not raised with hunting and I was not raised with fishing. So I did not know the seasons. That's me. My daddy was not a hunter. He just wasn't. Neither was my family. My family was musicians. We sang and played instruments. That's what we did. When we had family get-togethers, we would have crawfish balls and dancing and instruments. That was our family tradition. Now my husband, on the other hand, did not have any music in his family and they were hunters and they were fishers. Now, when I got married, I wanted to get married the very first of the year. But of course, nobody wants to get married and do your wedding on November 1st. I mean, January 1st, because it's New Year's. So you know what I did? I picked the very next day. January 2nd, first wedding of 2004, I want to get married. Well, he and his family are hunters, devoted hunters. And every year, they would go hunting from Christmas through like January 3rd, January 4th. That was their thing. They'd go to North Louisiana and they'd hunt for like two weeks. Well, nobody told me this. Nobody told me this. Nobody ever told me, hey, you might want to not get married during this time because on your anniversary every year, you won't have a husband. He'll be in the deer stand. 
You will not spend a single anniversary out with your husband because he will be in the deer stand. Did anybody think to tell me this? Nope. Not a person. I have no idea. And so, that year we got married, of course, they didn't do hunting season. Everybody canceled it, miserably, madly, at me, canceled it, and they canceled that one hunting season and they came to our wedding. But nobody ever said anything to me. And then, every year after that, I spent my anniversary alone. I've been married to this man for 17 years. And let me tell you, we had to go to marriage counseling because of this. I am not kidding. Making sure your date is not interfering with something that means the world to your spouse is huge. I wish somebody would have told me. So I'm telling you, okay? He was always on the hunt on our anniversary. Now, had I asked him about the date before I booked the church and before I booked the reception venue and paid a deposit, you think I consulted him? No. Like, had I asked him, hey, is this something, is this an okay date? I would have known that January 2nd was not a good date to get married. The Friday night was fine. January was fine. The evening was fine. But that day was not. I could have moved my wedding back one week and not had a problem. And have my husband every anniversary week. So that's something. Take, take my advice. Just a little story you want to think about. And I booked the hall in the church and then told him. Because all he said was, I don't just tell me when it is and I'll just show up. Like, I'll marry you whenever, you know. And so that's what I did. <coughs> I told him and we just went. And so his, nobody said anything to me because we are, I already booked it. And I already paid money. And I already made all the plans. <laughs> and I was like, what was I thinking without talking to him about this? Right? Another thing. Moving on. Saturday weddings. Saturday weddings are the most popular and most competitive when looking for vendors. So make sure you book them at least a whole year in advance. And be, be ready to pay a premium price with little negotiation. They don't have to negotiate. Most brides go into this thinking, I'm gonna budget and I'm gonna negotiate the price. If you want a Saturday wedding, boo, you're not gonna get any negotiation. Because, I don't know about where you live, but in the little town where I live, in 2019 and 2018, there was about 3,000 weddings that took place, okay? There are 52 Saturdays in a year. 3,000 weddings, 52 Saturdays. Majority of those weddings happen on a Friday or a Saturday. So that makes it, instead of 52, that makes it 104 weeks. 104 days out of the year that these vendors can book weddings that most people want to get married on. And Friday and Saturday is usually it. So therefore, they're going to charge premium because most people don't get married on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, or even Sunday. But if you want that, you need to be prepared to know that going into it, you're going to have to probably be on a wait list for some places. You're going to have to, don't think about calling them any earlier, like 
than a year. Like you got to book a year out because that's how most vendors are. Now, if you're starting with new vendors who are trying to build their business, you may not have a problem, you know. Um, but if you're looking for established vendors, professionals who know what they're doing, usually you need about a year or more in advance. You know, um, so think about that. Friday weddings are great for those who are wanting to have an all-weekend event and have a lot, a lot of out-of-town guests coming. Because Thursday evening would be a great time for guests to arrive and to have your welcome party and your rehearsal dinner. Okay? Then, Friday would be the wedding. Saturday would be a great brunch, followed by a day of activities for all the guests that are there for out-of-town. And then they leave to go home Sunday to be ready for work on Monday. It makes for a great weekend getaway for people. Okay? So let me say that again. If the wedding takes place on Friday or even on Saturday, you can turn your event into a weekend getaway for your guests. They arrive on Thursday. They have a guest welcome party welcoming them. They, some of them get to go to the rehearsal dinner. And then Friday or Saturday is the wedding, right? And then the next day, Friday or Saturday, is a day of activities. Fun things for everyone to do together before the bride and groom leave. And then the Sunday, you get a brunch. Or you get something before they leave to go home to be ready for work on Monday. I personally, <coughs> when I plan events, I love doing full weekend events. Because it gives me an opportunity to really give my clients space to be able to relax and enjoy their guests for the entirety of the weekend. It's, it's really a nice event. Now, if you can't swing that, I'm not saying you have to have that. If you can't swing that and if you're not willing to fight for the Friday and fight for the Saturday, but you still want a weekend wedding, obviously... Sunday weddings cost less overall. However, churches don't usually do weddings on Sundays, okay? Because they're holding their own weekly services. And then you have vendors that take Sunday off because they just finished a wedding on Friday and Saturday and they're exhausted. And so be thinking also about the guests who are coming in from out of town and they can't make an evening Sunday event because they got to be home to get ready for work on Monday. So Sunday definitely costs less out of the whole weekend for these very reasons. <clears throat> okay, you've got your vendors who are wanting to take off because they've had a busy Friday and Saturday. You've got your churches that are not available because they've got their own weekly services. And then you've got guests who just can't come because they got to work on Monday and they can't travel overnight to a wedding event. And so that's the kind of things that you need to be thinking about before you pick a wedding date. Okay? So I know I threw a lot at you. I'm sure you're like, oh my gosh, this is a lot to think about. Sometimes having your wedding during the week can make for a great excuse for people to actually take time off work. A lot of people have vacation time that they haven't used or that they're saving or sick time. My dad does this. He saves all his vacation time and all of his sick time. And then if, you know, he wants to go visit my brother in Albuquerque, New Mexico, he'll go there. 
you know, like he saves that stuff. And so there are people who, like, if you tell them far enough in advance with the save the date, hey, I have my wedding coming up on this date. Yes, it's on a Monday. Yes, it's going to be cheaper. Yes, you'll have to take time off. If you tell them a year in advance, which is when you're supposed to send your save the dates, they'll have time to plan for that. But don't think that you're going to be able to send them an invitation three months to two months before and they'll be able to make that happen because the likely chances that they won't. So be considerate of your guests when you're picking a date, season, date, time, all that stuff, travel arrangements they'll have to make, um, venues that you're going to have to consider. But do know that budget-wise, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are your best bet because, not because, just the vendors don't book a lot during that time, but also because it shrinks your guest list dramatically because more people have school and work and activities and they just can't make it. So hopefully this helped you. Hopefully you enjoyed this video. If you did, I would love for you to join me in my community in the link in the description below you will see a link that says join my community this is my email list this is where I am able to um, share new workshops new products new services oh goodness <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> new mentorship opportunities new services and clients that I can take on right I always give first dibs to my email list because they are my VIPs. They are the ones who have basically, by giving me their email list, their email address, have said, I raise my hand because I want to know what you're doing and I want to be a part of it. So obviously I'm going to give them my attention, right? So if you want to be a part of that, you want a place to belong, a community where you fit in during your wedding planning journey, come. I want you there. I know you're going to love it and everybody needs a place to belong. I definitely know you need it if you're planning a wedding. I also invite you to subscribe to my channel and hit the notification bell so that you can be notified whenever I upload videos like this. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and happy wedding planning.